Good evening. It's a little after 6.30 p.m. and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And it's not art and it's not fair. But it is, is a, art fair. It is art fair. And I think that it's not art and it's not fair is a good dis- description of what's going on, both in the Great Britain with the growing Rupert Murdoch scandal And uh, in Washington, with the pseudo-debt ceiling scandal, it's turning into Swamp Castle. (laughs) And, of course, the temperatures are going to be sweltering through the week here locally, but also in Washington, D.C. It's kind of fitting that uh, the uh, lack of progress on the debt ceiling uh, crisis uh, seems to be uh, mimicking the weather. It's just hot air. Hot air and... I don't know, maybe if the markets go down, they they went down kind of big today, and maybe if global stock markets go down 10 15%, maybe uh, the Republicans will eat their peas. <laughs> to borrow a phrase from Barack Obama, uh, I wish he'd said, eat your spinach. <laughs> then I could have gone, yuck, Or broccoli, of course. Oh, uh, H.W. Bush uh, had an aversion to broccoli. Yeah. That, uh... I think he might have choked on either broccoli or kimchi at that famous uh, Japanese <laughs> dinner. One minor correction regarding the Murdoch scandal, by the way. I couldn't read my C's and G's properly, and the, the aide in question was actually a guy named Coulson, not Coulson. Oh. <laughs> Which is kind of appropriate because it's uh, basically Chuck Coulson. Yeah, Chuck Coulson from uh, the Nixon administration. Who's uh, actually still alive and kicking one of the few... Uh, Watergate uh, officials, ex uh, Nixonites, uh, still around, who uh, famously said he would run over his grandmother <laughs> for Richard Nixon. That was, I think, after he'd had a jailhouse conversion to Our Lord. Yeah, he's a uh, a minister these days, ministering felons. Something he probably got a little expertise. I believe he actually did serve thirty days in the hole. Um, sort of like the the therapy uh, that uh, Marcus Bachman seems to be involved in. I don't know if you saw that John Stewart thing about uh, this is the guy that's involved in gay therapy, uh, re-education camps. Marcus Bachman is this uh, any relation to Michelle? Yeah, that's the the husband of oh, Michelle. Okay. So they had video of him uh, dancing with his wife and. Uh, well, sounding a little bit like uh, the emperor in uh, The Life of Brian. Oh, dear. <laughs> anyway, uh, more on uh, 
I'm contemplating opening up a Republican re-education camp here in Ann Arbor about fiscal policy. I wanted to give out quick brain damage awards to a variety of uh, prominent Republicans that were interviewed last week about the debt ceiling crisis and the uh, strange concept that they've got about what's going to happen. I don't know how this is going to work out, whether the McConnell bailout plan is uh, going to be the order of the day. It's interesting that Ben Bernanke uh, testified last week both before the House and uh, both the House and Senate financial slash banking committees about uh, the current situation. And he even publicly chided uh, the Congress that, yes, we need to get the long term deficit uh, situation in order, but we should not uh, hastily cut spending at this time because the economy is fragile. Joe Walsh, um, not to be uh, confused with Joe Walsh of the Eagles. The James Gang. And James Gang, and then he had his uh, his own career, I think. Smoker you drink, the player you get. Yeah. Not the cool Joe Walsh. But uh, Joe Walsh is a congressman, a a gas bag, tea bagger from Illinois of all places, and he uh, had his 15 minutes of fame last week in which he... uh, publicly accused the president of lying about the uh, situation regarding the deficit. This made its round on YouTube. Uh, He came across as a man in need of therapy and subsequently was interviewed um, by various news organizations. And he completely misstated the facts about the Bush uh, debt uh, situation. The debt under George Bush did not grow by $2 trillion. It grew by $5 trillion. Um, so Joe Walsh is the one that's misleading the public. And as for the issue of these priorities, uh, Michelle Bachman uh, talked about how easy it would be for Barack Obama to uh, set priorities. Even Sarah Palin made an appearance on Sean Hannity's program one night last week, which I happened to watch because I was kind of curious how he was handling the Rupert Murdoch scandal. Mm. No mention of the Rupert Murdoch scandal. That's how Fox News handles the news. Yes, the news, the biggest story of the The actual week. events don't get covered. It's the ideological talking points that they'll reiterate uh, until they're blue in the face. Because the domino theory seems to be coming to fruition uh, regarding the news corporation. Officials are resigning right and left. And seeing some uh, criminal charges. Criminal charges, all sorts of investigations. We've had... Uh, two uh, bobbies <laughs> uh, resign in the last couple of days. And indeed today a uh, dead body appeared, uh, apparently a whistleblower, um, was found in London. Dead. is beginning to kill their own insiders. Yeah. You're <laughs> oh, beginning dear. to wonder about this. But uh, on th- this issue of whether or not the uh, president can, quote, prioritize, The Bipartisan Center issued a report last week that pointed out that for the month of August, assuming that um, no debt ceiling is raised, the government uh, could pay, uh, these are their numbers, Social Security, Medicare and Medicaid, defense contracts only, unemployment insurance, and everything else in the uh, uh, federal government have to be eliminated. That includes all the courts, presumably the war in Iraq and Afghanistan, Uh, all other federal contracts, the Department of Justice, Department of State, FEMA, you name it, all gone. Um, It's been pointed out that the cuts necessary uh, in the short term would represent 10% of GDP, 
we'd be looking at an immediate recession and perhaps uh, a spiral out of control into the mm -hmm. Great Depression. Bernanke and Geithner have repeatedly warned that this is, could have potentially um, unpredictable results with a downward spiral with no... Any, there, there, there is no white knight here. There's no white knight to uh, save uh, Swamp Castle. Uh, looking at the Wall Street Journal figures from July 1st, uh, Wall Street Journal, a uh, Rupert Murdoch publication, article here by uh, Damian Paletta dated July 1st. This is what he reports, and this is even more alarming than the Bipartisan Center, in my opinion. It says, without a debt ceiling increase, the Treasury, i.e. Geithner, would face uh, several immediate challenges. With $23 billion in Social Security benefits checks due on August 3rd and $90 billion in government debt maturing on August 4th and more than $30 billion in interest payments on August 15th. Now, when I did that math real quickly, uh, using the bipartisan center figures, I came up with $143 billion with incoming revenue at $172 billion for the month of August, which would entail uh, a grand total of uh, $39 billion. No, excuse me. $29 billion for the entire rest of the government. In other words, what we really have in the bank, uh, because these would presumably are obligations that the, the federal government would uh, immediately have to pay. Uh, this is what we're talking about, priorities. Uh, the debt, of course, is held by a variety of uh, federal institutions, um, uh, sovereign nations like China and Japan, uh, financial institutions, uh, banks and uh, Wall Street-type uh, uh, institutions, and, of course, pension funds. And it's very interesting that if the uh, debt of the American government is downgraded, which has been uh, widely reported as a possibility due to this uh, standoff, um, pension funds would be uh, required by law in some cases to actually sell their uh, bonds. Wow. So we're talking about an unpredictable spiral here. And when I mention that this is only Social Security and uh, um, basically interest payments and government debt that's maturing on August 4th, some of this debt, by the way, was racked up during the Reagan years. These are the 30-year bonds. And uh, this, of course, is one of the reasons why when they talk about the non-discretionary portion of the federal government, Medicare and Medicaid, which, of course, is not going to be paid under this scenario, neither Medicare nor Medicaid, um, those are, quote, statutory obligations of the federal government, and uh, they would be unable to meet them. And since neither Medicare nor Medicaid have either been reformed nor repealed, uh, this would put uh, the American Treasury Department in an amazing uh, situation and uh, perilous and with unpredictable results. So why we continue to fool around with this is uh, incomprehensible to me. But it's not surprising since uh, what we're talking about here at the end of the day is an inability to compromise. The Republicans have backed themselves in a corner 
And to quote the ever-witty Ambrose Bierce, politics, which he defines as a a noun, strife of interests masquerading as a contest of principles. (laughs) That's exactly what we have uh, at play here when people are playing a very dangerous game, uh, claiming that it's about fiscal responsibility when, in fact, uh, those people who are saying that the uh, most are the most oblivious to the realities of the, where the real waste lies in uh, U.S. federal spending. It's not on infrastructure. We've seen our infrastructure crumble. It's not on schools. Every state in the country has seen cutbacks in every level of funding at the local and municipal uh, level. Um, the ongoing cesspool of cash in Iraq, Afghanistan, and let's throw Pakistan into the bargain there as well. And let's throw in uh, Liberty University. Uh, Interesting that the most recent uh, uh, Harper's Index has a great item. It says amount of federal money that went to national public radio in 2010, $2.7 million amount to Jerry Falwell's Liberty University, uh, $446 million. What they do with that money, who knows? <laughs> Why they merit such money, uh, I'll never understand. Maybe they give out degrees to Marcus Bachman. Could be. <laughs> Is there a Boyan? Yeah. Wadwick. Wadwick, that's a good one. <laughs> well, one person who isn't here is Ahmed Ahmad Wali Karzai. The brother yeah. of our sometimes stalwart ally. Starting Hamid to resemble Karzai. the DM brothers in strange Very ways. Very interesting ways. Yeah, that thought had crossed my mind this weekend as well. Um, and of course, they were killed simultaneously. Right. <laughs> if I were uh, Hamid, I'd be very careful. Although the Financial Times obituary of uh, brother uh, Ahmed Wali, which is kind of delightfully titled warlord deemed just good enough to be king of kandahar closes with this information uh, indeed the local power structure has been shattered by uh wali's death president karzai has appointed another brother as de facto leader of the Papalazai uh security force but he may struggle to achieve uh, wali's influence it is little wonder that at the funeral the president climbed into his brother
Barton Hills around 7.20 p.m. The warning includes areas surrounding these locations, Willis, Dixborough, Ypsilanti, Saline, Salem, Milan, Manchester, Dexter, Chelsea, and Auburn. The rain taking cover there. That's the emergency broadcasting system. Yet another aspect of federal spending that yeah. uh, leads to safety and uh, basically uh, keeping people who live here safe and happy. That's a basic function of government. Um, of course, the, there's all sorts of uh, weather pornography, we call it at home, on the Weather Channel. There's a program there that's uh, called It Could Happen Tomorrow. And it's all about uh, theoretical scenarios where devastating storms might hit a highly populated area like what if a hurricane hit New York City? What would happen? And the example that keeps coming up uh, time and time again on this program, which my daughter Nora likes to watch a lot, is the... Uh, amazingly destructive hurricane that hit Galveston, Texas oh, yeah. in the days before radio communications, before there was a emergency broadcasting system and a national weather service and thousands of people going about their daily lives and simple concerns were utterly decimated by a storm uh, that they had no knowledge of. Um, yeah, 6,000 people died and what's interesting about the devastation of Galveston, Texas was it's what created Houston. Basically, mm, yeah. The the city got wiped out and people moved uh up the bay so to speak and uh fascinating by the way how the hurricane in 2008 actually did play a role in my opinion. And I forget the name of that particular storm, but in uh, mid-September of 2008 uh, as the fi financial crisis was just starting uh, Houston was uh, hit directly mm -hmm. by the bay. There was flooding. Power was out in the entire city. And I have, uh, in my own sort of analysis of the financial crisis, uh, come to the conclusion that one of the reasons uh, on September 12th that Bernanke Geithner, who was at the time the uh, chairman of the New York Federal Reserve, and Secretary uh, 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 Treasurer um, Henry Paulson had to meet with the uh, Wall Street banks was that the Houston banks were shut down. And if you go back and you begin to examine the obvious problems were that were happening in the housing market uh, back in 2005, 2006, uh, you can see that the uh, banks were uh, using a kind of a form of check-kiting, borrowing money overnight at very low interest rates and repaying the money the next day. All right. And let's remember that Houston is the fourth largest city in America. It's got a number of very large banks that, of course, uh, primarily bank uh, uh, gas and oil revenue for uh, corporations like ExxonMobil and ConocoPhillips. And uh, I think this played a role in the uh, financial crisis uh, that's really been unexamined by the mainstream media. Uh, the Houston banks were closed on Thursday, they were unable to loan money, no power. Oh. Uh, some of them might have operated with uh, backup generators, but because of the extensive flooding in downtown Houston, uh, I doubt that uh, it was a situation where you could operate generators. We saw, for, for instance, in the uh, tsunami that hit Japan uh, in March, the devastation that occurred when water you know, wiped out these cities completely mm -hmm. and flooded the nuclear reactor, yeah. causing the meltdown. 
Uh, this, of course, contributed to the financial meltdown, and very few people knew anything at the time, uh, except uh, real financial wizards, about LIBOR. LIBOR, a uh, overnight bank loan. Rates are determined by two men that sit in a unknown room somewhere in London. Uh, Greenwich Mean Time. That sort of starts the financial yep. cycle. cycle for the uh, overnight loans, and you can think of this as sort of like gangsters. <laughs> That's essentially what it is, is can you cover me yeah. till tomorrow? And remember that, for instance, uh, Goldman Sachs, uh, one of the leading gangsters, um, yes, Goldman Sachs over the years has done some important uh, things globally, but uh, they got into a uh, inability to cover um clear deals, as they say, mm-hmm. meet their obligations. Had They had to borrow $10 billion from Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett made the terms real easy. Here's $10 billion. You owe me 11 <laughs> That's 10%. And when LIBOR, which if you watch CNBC, will show the rates up on the top of the screen, uh, the overnight says ON, the three-month. These are in uh, 0.25%. These rates went up to 4 and 5% during the financial crisis, which is, began to unravel as uh, the global financial uh, propinquity of the banks, the insurance companies, and all of this sovereign debt was all sort of uh, bollocked up in a kind of sewage uh, problem. What assets are worth it and uh, what assets can be paid? And when the Reserve Fund, an Asian financial entity, was unable to, quote, pay on the dollar, mm-hmm. they were only able to pay uh, 97 cents on the dollar, uh, contagion, which is a word that we hear quite a bit uh, related to financial problems here um, recently, both uh, related to America as well as uh, Italy is uh, said to have caught a contagion from the Greek yes. crisis. And many experts are pointing out that Italy's situation is even worse than Greece's, ultimately. And, of course, Spain has a problem because they have high unemployment and a housing bubble. Ireland, so will Portugal and Ireland as well. A very yeah. small country. Uh, another housing problem. Greece's problem is a little different. It's sort of connected to an uh, over-bloated public sector connected to the inability to collect tax revenue. Uh, they had an interesting story about how uh, 687 people, and I'm roughly using the figures here, pay taxes on pools in uh, Athens, Greece. Uh, Google apparently, uh, using their overhead surveillance yeah. drones or whatever they use, determined that there were about 6,000 pools in Athens. <laughs> Poor compliance there. But this contagion problem, of course, is... What these people in Washington, the same people, are talking about in relationship oh, to the debt ceiling. Exactly. Uh, as for the— You can't raise taxes. That's un-American. Well, and, and as Lawrence O'Donnell pointed out, they can do the debt ceiling uh, vote, uh, vote on a voice vote. They don't even have to have it recorded. They can just say, we need to do this. We need to change five numbers in the last bill we passed. And, of course, they raised the debt ceiling eight times under Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. All these Republican leaders voted for debt ceiling increases while President Bush was uh, in charge. Um, I've almost said to myself, Obama should actually come out uh, in favor of uh, allowing the debt ceiling to collapse. And then the Republicans, to take the contrary position, would actually correct themselves. <laughs> A little reverse psychology there. Or, of course, another solution could be uh, another 
amusing item that I saw. Sort of, I'll combine this in a kind of a. Uh, mm, we need a doctor in the house. Uh, I think Al Franken was the one that was in search of congressman in need of a straight jacket. All oh, right. <laughs> um, before he became a congressman. Um, great little item here from Harper's Index. Price for a six-pack of Hot Shots, a brand of extra-small Swiss condoms made for adolescent boys. I immediately thought of Eric Cantor, Mitch McConnell, John Boehner, and others, Joe Walsh. Um, they might need those uh, Hot Shots. Or, of course, we could call in an unknown doctor. Uh, this, this is from items from the weird news uh, in the funny times. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw Sue Dice, and I'm uh, reading this in honor of her as well. <laughs> You'll get a kick out of this because it's related to rock and roll. We, of course, are a radio station down here and love these sorts of things. But this is a, a, a report from Sonoma, California. A 53-year-old man with failing eyesight who had recently undergone intestinal surgeon, uh, surgery told uh, Simona California police that a woman had come into his home and instructed him to drop his pants and get face down on the bed. So he did. And she administered an enema. <laughs> he said he assumed that his doctor had sent her and thus he complied and it was over in two minutes and she was gone. The doctor later said he had no idea who the woman was. And then it notes in the 1970s in Champaign, Illinois, uh, in the Champaign, Illinois area, I should say, Michael Kenyon operated similarly as the Illinois Enema Bandit and inspired the late Frank Zappa's That's right. <laughs> Illinois Enema Bandit Blues. <laughs> uh, I think the police might be looking for Sue Dice. <laughs> Well, you know, I was thinking of Frank Zappa earlier when we were talking about the uh, Jerry Falwell University receiving those generous hands out, yeah. uh, handouts. And, of course, uh, as he got increasingly political in the last few years of his life, Zappa even toyed with the idea of possibly running for president. But uh, one of the points he always managed to comment on was tax the churches. Yes. And he would say it over and over again in his concerts even. And... When, you know, that's a controversial suggestion uh, for many Americans, no doubt, just because of our tradition of separation of church and state, which, of course, those on the right uh, argue against, uh, oh, they should be together. And, of course, they use the churches as political organizing points and, uh, you know, utilize this tax-exempt status. But when you look at somebody like Pat Robertson or Jerry Falwell, who have pretty egregiously bilked people out of fortunes for uh, claims of, uh, you know, direct connections to Our Lord or yes. whatever the nature Praise of the Praise the Lord. <laughs> Jim Baker and Yeah, Tammy let's, Faye, uh, yeah. you know, uh, this has uh, got to be uh, scrutinized a little bit more closely here. And again, it's like the Rupert Murdoch's thing with, with uh, Fox. Yeah. You know they've been doing uh, shady stuff like this all along. How they've been able to uh, get away with um, giving radio or television talk shows to uh, essentially active politicians, mm -hmm. people who are campaigning for office for free over their airways and probably getting paid into the bargain. 
Uh, Mike Huckabee's not smart enough to have a TV show in the real world, but in the Fox world, he's got one. Yeah. And and, and the thing is, is that this Murdoch scandal is becoming even more insidious because... Rupert. Hang Rupert. Yeah, well, I have been jokingly calling him lately Citizen Kane. Uh, that's spelled with a C. <laughs> Kane killed Abel, of course. Yeah, C-A-I-N, Citizen yeah. Kane. <laughs> um, what's, what's, what's remarkable thus far about the, and, and I mean this, uh, this sto- uh, breaking story today about the uh, whistleblower that turned up dead in, uh, in London. Uh, more on that, I'm sure, over the next couple of days. Uh, what's her name is supposed to testify tomorrow? Brooks, I think. The, yeah, uh, uh, and she, of course, is, uh, was arrested and yeah. forced to resign. But this this strange um, hacking of phones. Uh, th- I mean, this is buggery all over the place. Speaking of animus, <laughs> buggery on the high seas. <laughs> buggery on the high seas. Flogging. Um, you know, shaking down uh, police uh, with possible bribe money for tips into uh, you know. Yeah. Information. I, I don't know if you saw the uh, prime minister's uh, question session uh, this past week, but I uh, went out of my way actually to watch it last night. Gordon Brown uh, was joking that he has never called on. He's a backbencher, by the way, mm-hmm. in the labor. Uh, His sit- family was specifically targeted yeah. in these uh, hacks. He's sitting in the third row, and and he was joking. Well, the speaker's not going to call on me ever again. So. <laughs> And has refused to call on me because, uh, you know, I have probing questions for the current government. This is a fascinating uh, give and take uh, in, in the British Parliament shown on C-SPAN on Wednesdays, I think live in the morning. I usually catch it the replay on Sundays, but this was unbelievable stuff. Um, money being funneled uh, into literally almost bribes and you know, almost kickbacks for inside information. And a lot of it just sort of salacious gossip. Mm-hmm. But the outrageousness of, of, of uh, hacking into a cell phone or a, a Twitter account or whatever it was of the girl that was The teenage uh, murder victim. Unbelievable. And yeah. if it turns out to be true that they hacked into 9-11. That's the new question that yeah. the FBI is being asked about is did Fox hack into cell phones of 9-11 victims to get last voicemails and so forth. And I hate to say this, you know, one of the things that could even undo Rupert Murdoch is the continuing national football strike. Think of this. If they don't have football this year, which is a distinct possibility, I mean, normally training camp for these NFL teams is open and they're practicing right Right now out out in the heat. Uh, If they don't have football, I believe he loses $800 million in advertising revenue. That is one of his big moneymakers. NFL football. Oh yeah, uh, what you wonder Plus what he's doing? There will be all that uh, TV time to fill. What will they fill it with? They Sarah got Palin. nothing. <laughs> like I said, they got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing with nothing. It's uh, Dancing with Sarah Palin. By the way, uh, just one real quick recommendation: if you get a chance, check out uh, Sunday's New York Times um, op-ed section. We can review. There is a superb analysis by uh, David Leonard uh, showing why the economy is really stagnant. This has got nothing to do with government spending. This has to do with fundamental cutbacks in how Americans are actually spending money. This is what's causing the economy and the lack of jobs. Uh, Housing, uh, these are based on uh, charts uh, uh, looking at, uh, um, these these are durable goods. Housing... uh, 
sales down 24% since 2007. Automobiles down 